Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And in today's episode, we're talking with Dory Clark. Dory is an adjunct professor of business administration at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. And she's the author of Reinventing You and Stand Out, which I just reread for the second time. And it's fantastic. You need to go get it. And it was named the number one leadership book in 2015 by Inc. Magazine, which is, that's huge. She's a former presidential campaign spokeswoman. Uh, New York Times has described her as an expert at self-reinvention and helping others change their lives. Um, And she's a contributor to Harvard Business Review, Time, Entrepreneur, um, and just about everywhere else you could think of. So, uh, Dory, I'm really excited to have you here today. Been looking forward to this uh, interview for uh, a couple of weeks since we decided to do it. So welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Thanks, Steve. It's awesome to be talking with you. So I'm, I'm curious, how did you get started in business? Where did, where did you begin? Well, ironically, the way that I got started in business was being a nonprofit executive director. I was, uh, for two years, I ran a bicycling advocacy organization, and I never thought about entrepreneurship. And it was during the course of running this nonprofit where I had to manage people, I had to uh, do marketing, I had to do the website, I had to do the email newsletter, I had to file all the paperwork, you know, all, all the things. And I, it, it just kind of hit me. I'm running a business. You know, even if you're a nonprofit, of course, you have to, uh, you have to still uh, be in the black. And, and I thought, I am running a business. And, and then the next thought, like 30 seconds later, was I really ought to be doing this for myself. And so uh, I, I ended up during the last year of running the nonprofit, taking a bunch of courses, uh, you know, sort of adult continuing ed courses about everything from how to create PowerPoints to how to manage QuickBooks. I read a million business books and tried to prepare myself. And now about uh, 10 years ago, I launched my business from there. That's awesome. So uh, I'm really excited to learn more about what you've got going on in, in the business and what's coming up particularly. But before we get into that, I'd really like to talk about how you've become unstoppable because uh, if you're anything like just about every business owner I've ever spoken to, there are those times that you just run into the brick wall doing the, the business and you've got to find a way through that. So I'd like to find out from you, what are some of the mindsets? What are some of the habits that you've leaned on in those times that have helped push you through and get you through those, those tough times of business? Well, I think one example, Steve, is for me the importance of understanding what, what is going to be the most critical activity that I can do to get me the result that I want. And once I, once I discover the thing that I think will uh, unlock the door, so to speak, I'm pretty relentless at pursuing different angles in order to access it. And so in around 2009, um, so it was about three years after I started my business, I really got serious about the idea of publishing a book. I felt, you know, you, you've written a, a fantastic book. And so, you know, personally, that there's a huge amount of credibility that accrues to the author of a book. People begin to look at you differently. They say, oh, you know, you, you know what you're talking about. And I realized that I needed that in order to differentiate 
my business because there's a lot of people who do marketing, strategy, consulting. Uh, I needed to give people a reason to choose me. So when I got serious about this, this was like my New Year's resolution for 2009, I am going to publish a book. And I, I knew that I wanted to do it with a mainstream publisher uh, because I, I, especially at the time, I mean, the distinction has now waned quite a bit, but especially at the time, it was really essential for your credibility in order to do that. And so what I did, which it turned out was kind of the wrong approach, was I wrote three different book proposals over a six-month period. And I, I figured, all right, they're going to like one of these. <laughs> so uh, I, my agent sent them out. And, of course, the problem was, you know, A, they didn't really like any of them. Uh, but B, even more to the point, uh, I did not have a large enough so-called platform meaning I was not yet famous enough for them to want to take a chance on giving me a book contract. They pretty much already want someone who has a built-in audience because they know that that means that you can sell books without too much hard work on their part, um, which is annoying, but, but that, that is what I discovered. And so it was extremely frustrating. But once I realized that that was the problem, the platform was the problem, I didn't give up on writing the book. I just realized that to my chagrin, it was going to take longer than I thought. And so I spent from 2009 to 2011 doubling down on blogging, which I thought was the best path for me to build my platform because I, was, I, I had been a journalist in a previous career. I was, I was comfortable writing. So I went for that. And so uh, first I worked on trying to find well-known publications that I could write for. Uh, and I managed to break in with uh, the Huffington Post and the Harvard Business Review. And I started writing a lot for them. And, uh, and thankfully that strategy did work out. I, I wrote a lot. And my second post that I, that I ever wrote for the Harvard Business Review um, became popular. It was called How to Reinvent Your Personal Brand. And they asked me if I'd be willing to turn it into a magazine piece. And then when, when I did, when I published it as a magazine piece in the Harvard Business Review, I actually had three different literary agents reach out to me and approach me about turning it into a book. And that was when I realized like, oh, this is actually what it's supposed to be like when it's easy and you're not banging your head against the wall. And so finally in 2011, uh, two years after my stated goal, uh, I was able to sell a book proposal. And then in 2013, my first book, Reinventing You, came out. So that was one example of where I was, uh, I was pretty persistent and had to try a lot of different ways to get there. But I, I knew what my goal was, and I, I kept going for it. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've got a, a friend who, who likes to say, you know, there's two ways to do anything. There's hard, easy, and there's easy, hard. And, you know, the, what, what ultimately worked for you is hard, easy, right? You had to put in some work ahead of time that maybe didn't appear to be in the direct path that you wanted to go without really the promise uh, or the guarantee that it was going to work out. But then once you finally got there, you pushed it over the edge everything else that you wanted fell into place really easily. Most people go the other way. They go easy, hard. They go, well, let me write the book proposals and let me send them out a lot of times. And then, you know, that's incredibly hard to make that work. So, so that's a fantastic story. And, and uh, thank you for sharing that. We're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Dory about what she's working on now and what she's most excited about coming up. So hang on for just a second. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, we're back with Dory Clark. And uh, Dory, I really want to know now, what are you most excited about? What's coming up in your business that's really got you motivated right now? Well, there are two things that I'm working on, Steve, that I'm actually really excited about. One is, um, you know, a moment ago, I was talking about my, uh, my, my career writing books. And uh, so I've, I've persisted with that. And my next book uh, is going to be coming out in October 2017. So I am currently hard at work on the revision process for that and, uh, and making that happen. It is a book uh, that's going to be called Entrepreneurial You. Uh, and it is about how to monetize your ideas and develop multiple income streams. So I think that it's something that, uh, that might be of, of interest and relevance to your readers. I mean, part of why I wanted to write this book is that I have come to believe increasingly that if you want to hedge your risk as a professional, as an entrepreneur, you just as it is risky uh, for people to rely on just one job or, you know, one one investment. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have all of your money in one stock in the stock market. We understand that that is a bad idea. Similarly, even, even if you are self-employed, a lot of times many people rely too heavily on one method of making money. And so instead broadening out your framework and really understanding what are all of the multiple ways that you actually can monetize your expertise is one of the things that I think can really give people economic freedom and security. Uh, so I've been excited about that. Uh, the other thing uh, along similar lines that, that I'm pretty pumped about is that last year, one of my big projects was creating my first online course. Uh, it was called Recognized Expert, and it was helping professionals figure out how to crack the code on ensuring that their true talents are recognized by the marketplace. You know, if, you, if you've ever been in a situation where you, you look over at, at these people who are being written about or lauded and wondered, you know, why, why them and not me? This is a course that really tries to help people understand how do you become known as a thought leader, as an expert in your field so that the opportunities can come to you. And uh, I walk people through that process. And so I'm actually going to be launching uh, that course again uh, in the spring, in, in March of 2017. And for people who are interested in learning more about that, I actually have a, uh, a special workbook that I've created. It's a self-assessment guide to help people discover the nature of their expertise and how to share it with others. And so as uh, something special for your listeners, Steve, folks can download that at doryclark.com, which is D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K dot com slash unstoppable. And, uh, and that's, it's a 42 page guide that actually literally walks you step by step through how to develop your own breakthrough ideas and begin to spread them. So I hope that it might be helpful for, for people in, uh, in developing what's unique about their brands. And, uh, and they can also learn in the process a little bit about the, the course as well. 
Yeah, and, and we'll definitely, uh, we'll link to that in the, the show notes for the interview. And I want to kind of circle back a little bit. And both of these concepts, I think, are hugely important. We're going into, you know, some people call it the next industrial revolution. You know, you call it what you want, but clearly a, a significant economic shift is happening. And the security that we had, say, over the last 75 years, where you go to school, you get a job, you'd work for a company, you know, even if you worked for several companies, there was some security there with that. That's, we all know that's gone away. And for those of us who are kind of going out and building businesses, the, the risk is even greater because as things change with technology, you know, it's just a very dynamic environment right now. Really to get to that point where you have true freedom and security, you better be in a position where you've got multiple streams of income. And, um, and I love how you fit these two ideas together because the foundation for that is really in getting known, building an audience, building a following, being a leader. Can you talk a little bit about uh, for somebody who is running a business now and busy already, how do they begin making the shift? from I've got a business, maybe I'm a local or a regional business, to now looking at broadening out and building a, a wider audience and, and then ultimately creating those other streams of income? Well, what I discovered in the, in the course of my research, Steve, and uh, during uh, the time that I was researching and writing Stand Out, I interviewed more than 50 top thought leaders across a spectrum of different fields, including a lot of luminaries in the business world, folks that your listeners are probably familiar with, like Seth Godin or Robert Cialdini or David Allen or Daniel Pink. Uh, and what I discovered is that there are real commonalities among people who are considered at the top of their game. And there's things that, that regular professionals can can really learn from that. And one of the biggest is that when it comes to really becoming recognized as a leader in your field, there are three chief ingredients to that. Now, it's possible to become recognized if you, if you only have two of them, but it is maximally beneficial. You have this, the strongest chance if you have all three components. And I'll explain them in more detail, uh, but they are content creation, social proof, and a strong network. And briefly, you know, what I mean by all of this, number one, content creation. I think it's really critical here. Um, if you are not sharing your ideas publicly, other people won't know what they are. And so they won't know to come to you. It's pretty self-evident when you say it that way. But nonetheless, a lot of uh, professionals, a lot of CEOs uh, have not really taken this opportunity to blog or create videos or have their own podcast or appear on other people's podcasts. And I think that's really a mistake. You need to show people how you and how your company thinks. You know, what, what do you stand for? What do you do differently? And by sharing your ideas, you're able to attract like-minded people and customers to you. That's number one. Number two is social proof, which basically means how are you credible? Is there a way that you can quickly establish to people who are uh, checking you out that you are somebody that should be listened to? And this could be a whole range of things. I mean, it could be that your company won an award from the local chamber of commerce. It could be that you are a contributor to your local business journal. It could be that you're an officer in your professional association. Uh, you know, any of these types of things. But it's, it's essentially what are the forms of external credibility that you have developed uh, that show people that you are not some fly-by-night weirdo. 
And then third and finally is your network, which of course is, is critical but on multiple fronts, which I think not necessarily everyone appreciates. Number one, network, your network can actually be a form of social proof because you are judged by the company you keep. Are you surrounding yourself with other business leaders, thought leaders, uh, the kind of people you respect? Number two, your network can be a source of professional development for you because it exposes you to new ideas, new ways of thinking. They can help you vet your ideas and determine what's a good one, what's not such a good one. Third and finally, it's important because your network serves as your earliest evangelists. So if you have uh, a new product, a new service, let's say, they're the people that can help get the word out and really start launching that within your community. So for all of those reasons, if you can if you can work on developing those three pieces, that is the formula right there for how to really develop yourself as an expert. And of course, you know, there's, there's many facets to all of these things, but those are the pieces that we need to be keeping in mind. Where are you strong? Where are you weak? And how can you grow that? Sure. Well, and, and I think it's important to point out we're doing all three of those things right here. Yes. And you know, so that, because one of the things that I like doing is taking all these ideas and helping people make them practical and see how it actually works. And this isn't rocket science. Um, you know, there are examples of this happening all around you, and, and this is one of them. Um, and I'll tell you, going back to what, what you talked about with content creation, I couldn't agree more. And at the same time, I know the objection that is going on in people's minds right now. If I share my best ideas out there, somebody's going to steal them. So... I know you've done a ton of research on this. Um, is that is that a valid concern? Well, so I have a couple of responses to that. Um, so first of all, you can certainly create good content that doesn't have to be trade secrets. You know, I, I think that if let's say you run a company that uh, that installs. Um, you know, backyard patios, something like that. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that you're going to be, you're going to be revealing, uh, you know, what is your, your crucial way that, that you are prof more profitable than other people. I mean, you have to think about your audience and you're wanting to create content that's attracting customers, presumably. And so the kinds of things that they want to know, it's, um, you know, what are five things that you should know before you, you pick someone to, uh, to build your patio? <laughs> like, or, you know, five mistakes that people make when they're installing a patio. Or, you know, should I get uh, this type of wood or that type of wood? You know, I mean, all of those things. It's, it's educational content that's extremely valuable to the people that are seeking it out. But, you know, in no way is it uh, a trade secret that would harm you. Uh, the other thing, you know, to, to the point that people might worry like, oh, well, you know, what if my competitor steals it or, or tries to repurpose it or something like that? You know, here's the thing. The best way to protect yourself against someone stealing your ideas and your content is to get it out there even more. Yeah. Because, you know, my favorite example of this is if I if I was telling you right now, Steve, hey, guess what? Next year I'm going to publish a book about women's leadership, and I'm going to call it Lean In. <laughs> People are not going to be like, oh wow, Dory, that's brilliant. They're going to say, um, Dory. I think someone did that. <laughs> no one's going to steal Sheryl Sandberg's idea because they know it's Sheryl Sandberg. 
works. And so if you get yourself well-known enough in your community or in your space that people say, oh, well, you know, clearly that's the idea that you're associated with. If somebody else tries to jump on it, people are just going to make fun of them. They're just, they're just going to say, well, okay, I guess you're copying from Dory there and it'll make them look bad, not you. Yeah, completely. Well, and you know, I, when I get that, that objection, cause we hear it a lot. Part of what we advocate in, in our referral process is to publish content and get your ideas out there. And there are far fewer trade secrets than people really believe that there are because most businesses done almost identically, which is why most everybody that you talk to who's running a business is feeling commodity pricing pressure. And what I love about what you, uh, what you advocate is that by using the, the, those three levers, you give a business a way to differentiate. It can't be copied because it, they're, they're, they're sort of differentiating based on, on their own DNA. Um, and it's really difficult to copy that. So I, I, from that standpoint, I think it gives them a, a real advantage. Yeah, that's exactly right, Steve. No, no one can copy you. Yeah, for sure. So um, talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming course that you've got and what, what's going to be involved in the course. And what can somebody expect if, if uh, they, they see that and it, they look at it and they say, yeah, this is something I want to be involved in? Yeah, thank you. So the, the upcoming iteration of the, the Recognized Expert course basically walks people step by step through that process of identifying what their unique ideas are. What do you, what do you want to be known for? How do you frame it in such a way that it actually is distinctive and sounds distinctive and then guides them through these various parts of the process? So, you know, that module one is developing and honing your idea. Uh, the next step is multiplying your following. So we talk about you know social media and other channels to get the word out to to get people to hear it. Um, we also talk about building your network and how do you connect with the people you really want to be connecting with. I think for for a lot of uh, leaders, we find ourselves deluged with requests from the kind of people we don't want to meet. Uh, you know, oh hey, buy my buy my whatever, my life insurance product and, uh, or, you know, Oh, can I, can I pick your brain? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, it's so elusive sometimes to connect with kind of high quality leads and prospects and peers that we really want to be meeting. So we talk about how to break through that and up level your network. Um, we also talk about, um, about objections or uh, obstacles that we might face, whether that's, uh, you know, simply to time management concerns. You know, how, do you, how do you manage to do this on top of all the things that you're doing? We talk about ways that people can fit it in. Uh, we talk about really owning it. Really, you know, there's, there's certainly a lot of people that, you know, they know they have a contribution to make, but they, they also uh, may be a little hesitant to put themselves out there in a new way about sharing their ideas. And so we talk about some of the ways to, um, to push past that because certainly it's, uh, it's something that some people may feel a little nervous about uh, initially. Uh, we also talk about how to, uh, how to really expand your public profile in, very, in all the various ways you can do that, whether that is uh, blogging, writing a book, uh, starting to do more speaking, uh, maybe even getting paid to speak. Uh, those are, are the types of things that we dive into in the course. And so it uh, it's spreads out over about a three-month period. There's uh, 
every every two weeks we release a new batch of video content. Uh, I'll be doing a series of live webinars as well to guide people through with Q and A's. And we have a very active uh, online community where people are encouraging each other, sharing advice, asking questions, and keeping each other on track. So really the goal of the course is over this, this three-month process, over the course of, uh, of a quarter, essentially, you are upgrading your investment in yourself. It's, it's essentially intended to be a professional development intensive that is honed and, and focused around something that no one really teaches. You know, they don't teach this in business school. I mean, I, I, I teach business school. I teach for the Fuqua School of Business at Duke. Um, they don't do it there. They don't do it really anywhere. Uh, it's, it's really focused specifically on how to get your talents, your expertise recognized in the marketplace. And that's the, the lever that we're hoping uh, we can help people turn over that period of time. That's fantastic. I mean, really what, what you're talking about is how to systematically become a a leader. And I think that's, to me, that's the key place to differentiate in any market right now. Um, people are scared, things are changing rapidly, and your customers are often really looking for somebody who can come and provide that leadership and say, hey, follow me. Um, and, and we're beginning to see that over and over again in, in markets where whenever somebody comes in and takes that leadership, all of a sudden they just pull along a ton of market share with them. So, um, and I love the systematic way that you put that together. Um, so I have one last question for you and then I want to come back around to the, the, um, workbook that you offered earlier make sure folks know where to get that. And my question is what, what book are you reading right now? Yeah, so I'm actually, um, uh, the book that I am reading right as we speak uh, was a holiday gift from, uh, from a colleague of mine. Uh, it was, uh, it's called Counterfeit Gods by uh, a gentleman named Tim Keller, who's uh, actually a pastor in Manhattan. And it, it's an interesting book, um, you know, regardless of, of one's uh, religious perspective or persuasion. It's, uh, it's about the, the quest of successful professionals for validation for happiness you know for all the things that we seek and uh, and he talks about why for so many people even once you attain those goals you know once you get the uh, you know the the extra you know once you win that client once you grow your business to you know that that next tier it's not necessarily what you've been looking for in terms of the the final and ultimate uh, satisfaction and so he, he talks about how in, in many ways we sometimes uh, pin our hopes on the wrong things. And, uh, you know, of course, as a, as a pastor, he has his own vision of what the right things are. Uh, but I think that, uh, that regardless of where you're, you're coming from, it's an interesting diagnosis about, uh, about some of what I, I think we can safely say ails our society of people uh, pinning too much on money or love or professional accolades and really forgetting the, the core of what things should be about and why we're doing them in the first place. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So for folks who want to go and get the workbook that you mentioned, why don't you repeat that URL and any other places that they should go and, and, and find you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? 
Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. Uh, so if, if people are interested in checking out more of, of what I've done, uh, my books are Reinventing You and Stand Out. And uh, I also have more than 400 free articles available uh, on my website, which is doryclark.com. Uh, but if people are interested in, uh, in diving in, both learning more about the course and uh, especially getting the free 42-page self-assessment guide that I created about how to develop your breakthrough idea and then spread it and be known for it, um, you can get that special download at doryclark.com slash unstoppable, just like, just like this, uh, this podcast. O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com slash unstoppable. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I've, I've downloaded it and uh, gone through it, and, and it, it really is um, fantastic. You'll gain a ton of insight um, about the way that you're doing things now and then get some clear uh, direction on, on how to move forward with it. So, uh, Dory, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. This has been a whole lot of fun and I know I've learned a lot and, uh, look forward to seeing your upcoming course in, in, uh, in a few weeks here. Take care. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Thanks for listening to the unstoppable CEO podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.